Boy, do I have a great show for you today. My very special guest is Joshua Tungle, all the way from the Philippines. He's a YouTube sensation and is an expert on the law of attraction. He's going to be teaching us some law of attraction manifestation techniques. Anybody interested? Joshua is a fresh voice for modern day spirituality. I call him a YouTube sensation on the law of attraction. He believes that the universe plays no no favors. He's a powerful speaker and he really teaches on powerful topics such as the law of attraction, consciousness, manifestation, uh, personal development. Uh, He is the author of two books and he's going to talk to us today about the law of attraction and manifestation. I interviewed him, I guess, about eight or nine years ago, and yeah. I I was led to one, one morning out walking. I needed something spiritually, and I found him again, and I've been binging on him <laughs> and sort of harassing him. So all the way from the Philippines, Joshua, welcome back to the awesome, Love Attraction awesome. Radio Network. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks, Constance. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's nice to hear from you again. Yeah, so um, kind of tell our listeners uh, what you've been into, and then I have about 30 questions, which we're not going to be able to cover, so I know I'm going to have to have you back. So kind of what have you been up to? You're in the Philippines now. Yeah, yeah. so I think when you interviewed me several years ago, I was still in the States with my wife, so we were there for a couple of years, and then we just thought, you know, we miss it out here, and then we ended up coming back, so that's pretty much it. We're here now. We're enjoying life, um, despite you know the whole lockdown that ha- that happened a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. But you know, life's life's still good. It is, and you know, I love your work, and we're gonna get right into it because y'all know all of my listeners. I've interviewed almost everybody that there is on the law of attraction, but Joshua really breaks down the how-tos. So let's just get into it. Let's talk about the law of attraction, Joshua, and and what it is and why do you think people are not manifesting? And then I'm going to ask you to share some techniques. Sure. So the law of attraction is just basically talking about how our thoughts can attract things, you know, and so there's a lot of misunderstanding on it, which is why people kind of struggle or they doubt this whole idea of like attracting, you know, certain things into your life based upon your thoughts or your belief systems. But people don't realize that there's a certain mechanism to it. It's not just like you have a random thought and all of a sudden, boom, it appears in front of you physically. You know, there's there's a little bit more to it. And so that's what I try to do in a lot of my videos is just to give people a clear understanding of what it's like. So in general, Constance, and I'm sure you know this already, we're always manifesting. Everyone's always manifesting. So a lot of people are always saying, Josh, why do I have a struggle manifesting? I'm like, you don't. You manifest things every day. Sometimes you manifest things, a lot of things that you don't want. You know. So what I teach these things is basically helping people to manifest things that they do want in their lives. And that's where you know you got to be more deliberate and be more conscious of what you want and then there's a certain technique so to speak on how to get those types of things which is what we can get into now whenever you're ready so I, since I, you have a lot I, of questions I, I, i'm ready <laughs> i'm going to let you just sort of flow on your own i know one thing you say is consciousness first yeah mhm want me to get into yeah. that or? so i'm i'm just going to let you flow go ahead and give us some some insight some revelation about the law of attraction and then some techniques so we all ears cool cool so you know consciousness is pretty much 
everything. I'm very much influenced by the works of a guy named Neville Goddard. And one of the things that he would constantly say in his messages and in his writings is that consciousness is the one and only reality and that we pretty much live and move in different states. And so when you think about it, there's more than just than just this physical world. Everything is consciousness. What people have to understand is that what you're seeing in front of you, you know, this external reality is pretty much your internal stuff objectified. People try to do the opposite when they're trying to change their reality by focusing on the external world and trying to change their money situation or their health without realizing that it always starts from the inside. As within, so without. That's the game of it. You know, you got you got to learn on how to understand consciousness that this physical reality is quote unquote physical and it's actually more malleable, right? Like things can shift, things can change. That's how, you know, the techniques come in, come about of how to shift your consciousness so your external reality can start looking differently. It's more of just understanding how the universe works and that there are certain rules, there are certain laws that govern the universe and us learning how to manifest consciously is about learning those particular laws so we could be able to get our desires met. Okay, so how does the universe work, Joshua, and what are some of the laws that listeners need to learn about and tap into and use? One of the laws, just to keep things simple, is that like um, this is something that I'm sure you've talked about a lot on your show, which is the law of attraction. Like attracts like. If you have some positive thoughts that you're thinking about all day, eventually like attracts like, you're going to start attracting some positive experiences. And at the same time, um, if you're having some negative thoughts going on and you're constantly actively feeling those types of thoughts, then you're also going to attract negative circumstances into your life. And so like attracts like, there's this thing with cause and effect. Things don't just pop up out of nowhere. We do live in a universe where there's these laws that are governing things. That's why if you want to see more positive experiences into your life, you got to shift your thinking. Our thoughts matter. We could get into the techniques if you want. Okay, let's I mean, go. Let's go through some techniques because you know you hear it all the time, and I hear, you know, Joshua Constance. I've been, I read all the books, I looked at the secrets, but things are not changing. And I love your work because you give people techniques, how tos that they can really learn how to utilize in their everyday lives. So yeah, so go ahead and share some techniques with us, Joshua. One of the techniques is basically where you, this is where people get trip up, right? It's just, they just think that, oh, your thoughts, you don't really manifest something immediately when you think of something. That's true. That doesn't mean it ex- doesn't exist, though. It actually does exist in a different reality, which is like a different story, <laughs> a whole other bag to get into. But one of the key things of manifestation that people have to understand is that you don't just think about something and then all of a sudden you're going to manifest it. The key is actually the feeling, mm-hmm. right? And so it's ultimately like a state of being. As we talk about in the law of attraction community, you would ask somebody, what are they vibrating, so to speak? When you are able to think a particular way in a positive way, and you're be able to feel in a particular way, in a positive way, and act, and you, and you notice that it's all consistent, then that's where you can actually vibrate like a certain state of being that's when things will start to shift in your life because you know that the feeling is the key when you feel something you're vibrating it you're in that state that's one of the key things that i loved about neville goddard is that he constantly talked about consciousness he constantly talked about states so when you see people struggling with this whole law of attraction thing like oh wow i visualized nothing happened i did my vision board nothing happened i did affirmations nothing happened the way that i wanted it's not about 
affirming things. It's not about just thinking a positive thought. It's ultimately about a particular state. We're always moving in and out of different states. So, for example, I could be in a happy state. I could be in a depressed state. I could be in a in an in a angry state. What people have to do is that whatever technique that you're using, whether it's an affirmation or a vision board or uh, whatever technique that you want to use, pretty much scripting, you're ultimately aiming towards moving into a particular state. When you're in a particular state, you're there. It's an actual present moment reality. It's not something that's in the future. For example, if you're praying for more money, you could be affirming, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant, I'm abundant. You could be you know, having a, a $100 bill photoshopped and put it in, on your desktop or whatever. Okay, good. That's not the secret, so to speak. Once again, the secret is the feeling. The secret is the state that if those things can move you into that particular state where you feel like you have that $100, then you're there. Then there's no more doubt. There's no more pretending. Because you know, a lot of people would always say, you got to act like it. You got to fake it till you make it. And in a way, that's true. But in a way, that's not the whole picture because you can fake it. But that doesn't mean you're in the state. You're just acting like it. But eventually, you want to fake it until you feel it. And when you feel it, you're there. <laughs> and so the key wow. is, is that when you're in that state of mind, when you're in that state of consciousness, that's an internal thing. But eventually, if you're able to keep it there and you're able to maintain that state, eventually it'll be objectified into your external reality. And so that's, it's all about moving into profound. different states. That's profound. Yeah. And so let's yeah. let's unpack that a little bit more, even though you did it quite eloquently. You know, so so listeners are they're gonna think it and feel it. And when yeah. they're that puts them in a state. Right. And, the feeling. And, so, and the feeling does. And so once they're in the state, do they automatically take action, Joshua? What does that look like? Yeah. So sometimes you can, sometimes you don't. Some people will disagree with me where, you know, someone will say you have to take action right away. And I'm, I'm kind of of the opinion that not necessarily because, I mean, right. you could have times where you're doing a particular technique and you're doing it as you're going to bed. And so obviously you're not really doing anything physically there except you're, you're doing a technique as you're going to bed. And the next thing you know, a day later, something happened and you didn't, quote unquote, do anything and like go look for a job or whatever to get more money. But someone just randomly came up to you the next day and gave you money <laughs> because they felt led to give you money. And there are things like that. So I'm not against actions. I'm just saying that there there are cases where you don't necessarily have to act immediately. And the fact that you're in a particular state, I do believe that when you're in a particular state, you actually shift to a particular lifeline, to a particular timeline, mm. where if you're in that particular timeline, you're going to be meeting certain people, having certain circumstances that are going to be uniform and consistent with that particular state. So if you're in that high vibe of abundance and wealth, all of a sudden your reality, you're going to shift to a particular lifeline where there's going to be circumstances and people coming to your life that's going to match that that vibration. It's not about you always having to go out there, so to speak, and got to you know work your butt off, but it's about entering into that state first. And when it comes to the how, you don't have to worry about that. It'll just flow. It'll just come because you're already there. You're already in the state. You'll want to do things, not because you have to anymore, but you'll do things because you want to. That's profound. You know, the example that you gave, and I chuckle because I did that 20 years ago, where people are just praying to God, oh, I need more money. Oh, send me love. <laughs> and, you know, and then they're, they're feeling impoverished. So what about people uh, who yeah. say that they're praying to God? And I tell people, everything is already on the inside of you. So for people yeah. who say they're praying for more money, praying for love, praying for the manifestation, what's your take on that? 
Yeah, so I guess it, it's it's interesting, Constance, because the video that I'm literally putting out right after this interview is about prayer. <laughs> so Okay, the, I, the, I'm in the yeah. spirit today, <laughs> hallelujah. You <laughs> You're in the flow. <laughs> when you think about it, though, it's interesting because I'm sure you know a little bit of my background from mm-hmm. our first interview. I grew up in a Christian church as well. With The question that it comes down to is what exactly is prayer? And you're going to have different ways of understanding prayer based upon who you're talking to, right? So if you're talking to someone with a very conservative or fundamentalist background, you're going to be having someone who prays to a God who's outside of them because they believe in what's called a theistic God, where this God is outside of you and that you have to pray by asking. And it's up to this God who's outside of you to give you if he wants to, whether it's his will. So sometimes he'll say yes, sometimes he'll say no, and sometimes he'll say not now, according to how some people interpret it. But then when you look at that, it's very unstable, right? It's like you'll never have confidence of getting what you desire because it's like, it's just really left up to this God who will decide for you. But the way I'm understanding it is that there is no God outside of you, but everything is God or your imagination is God. Or if that if that language scares some people, I'll just say, well, then look at it, God as within you. And instead of saying everything is God, if that scares somebody, but God is within you. So there's no separation. And if that's the case, and if God is everything, God owns everything, then in, in a sense, you have everything already in place. I mean, you may not see it physically right before your eyes, but everything you need, you already have. And so if that's true, all it takes is for you to, to wake up and to be aware of what you already have. So it's not about you getting something that you don't already have, that here you don't have it and you need to have a God outside of you giving it to you. No, no, you just wake up <laughs> to that particular, you move into that particular state of abundance and then boom, it's there. It's eventually going to manifest because it's there. And then your circumstances and the right people at the right time will prove it to you that these things are, that you're in the right state. I'm guilty of this. Back in the day when we would be struggling with money, I would pray the way that I was taught where I would just talk to God and and just think, well, God, if it's your will, I don't know why I'm struggling so much. You know, I'm not doing anything bad, (laughs) you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, why am I struggling? And then sometimes I would even cry, you know, because we had some really rough times and I would go to sleep just feeling very inadequate. And I was thinking, man, if I have to beg, you know, God, then what kind of God is that? You know what I mean? When everything changed for me, Constance, is when I was able to change my awareness, my consciousness that everything that I need, I already have. And that all the wealth that I that I want ultimately is within me because everything flows from our imagination. So if I could feel like I deserve much, then I will get more. And that, that's one of the things that really shifted my financial situation. Honestly, Constance, was when I was able to tell myself that I deserve more because back then it's like I'm always trying to have a coping mechanism saying, oh, maybe I'm struggling because this, I, because God's trying to teach me a lesson. I got to grow and yada, yada, yada. But it wasn't until I was really able to believe that I deserve more. That's when I was able to see more manifested in my life easily because back then, you know, when you really think about it, Constance, we, we ultimately don't get what we deserve. See, because when I look at this world, I see everybody as deserving, as beautiful people, valuable people who deserve more than what they usually get, what they usually get paid for, you know, for their work. And, but that's the thing. You don't get what we deserve. We get what we think we deserve, (laughs) right? And so if you're able to think that you deserve more, which means that you're able to feel that 
deserve more. And when you're feeling that you deserve more, you're vibrating at a certain frequency. Your thoughts are radiating at a certain in a certain way. And so when you're able to do that, all of a sudden you're at a different state of being. And when you're in a different state of being internally, all of a sudden, eventually, things will unfold to match that vibration. That's when you'll start to see a shift. And this could be applied to anything. It doesn't just have to be to money. So true. You know, yesterday I was driving in my car. I'm a big a football fan, Joshua. And they were talking about Patrick Mahone just signed almost a half million dollar, uh, a mm. half billion dollar deal, of course, over a 12 year period. And I just thought, I thought to myself, well, what is it that that person believes that they can deserve that and that they can ask for that? And then somebody yeah. else can hardly pay their rent. I'm so glad you answered that because I love yeah. you, you. You often say the universe plays no favorites. So, right, right. so listeners would have to feel like they deserve it and know that. Is that the state they need yeah. to be in? Yeah. Yeah. So it's ultimately what's the difference between a football player and another person who has another job and they're not making money. It's the belief. Mm-hmm. Right. If they believe they deserve it, then eventually they're going to get if they really believed it. Right. Not if they just say it, <laughs> not even if they just think it. Right. Because you could just have a thought and then it just passes away. But someone who really feels it, they really vibrate it. Yeah, it'll match up, even if they're not the person with the best integrity. Unfortunately, it's just because this is the laws of the universe. That's the thing. But of course, I would encourage that if, you know, you have integrity at the same time. Yeah. So so you mentioned we talked about money and we know what's happening globally and you have some great videos on how to attract wealth. So what else can you share with listeners about attracting more abundance of wealth into their lives? Is there a technique or something that they could do in order to uh, attract more abundance and wealth? Sure. I, I could share something that I put out just last week. And okay. this was uh by the works of Joseph Murphy, which is one Ooh, of my favorite him. writers. Yeah, he's awesome. And one of the techniques, which is so simple, yet it's so profound, because I've never heard it put this way, is that he would encourage people to just say two words, wealth and success. Mm. That's it. Just wealth, wealth and success. success. And some people will say, but but don't you got to say, I am wealthy, I am successful, <laughs> you know, like all those I am, I am. And not necessarily. Here's why. You can say that, but then his experience and my experience and other people's experience has been is that sometimes when you're saying that I am X, you know, X, Y, and Z, I am healthy, I am wealthy, the struggle that people have is that when they say it, they feel like they're lying to themselves. Yeah. <laughs> and so what happens is that if you're, if you're saying I am wealthy, I am successful, and you feel like you're lying to yourself believe it or not, it's going to backfire on you because what your subconscious will do is that it'll pick up the more dominant feeling, the more dominant belief, which is deep down, even though you're saying you're wealthy, you don't believe it. So your subconscious is just constantly just going to pick that up and say, yeah, he's just lying to himself and is going to keep <laughs> attracting the very thing that he's struggling with. You can say that I am, but it's just to play safe. You can just pick two, those two words, wealth and success as you're going to sleep and you're in that what's called a hypnagogic state, right? So, or Neville Goddard would use the phrase, the, the state uh, akin to sleep. It's like right before you're falling asleep. And that's one of the best times to do your affirmations because your mind is a lot more receptive, right? Unlike during the day, imagine if you're saying like, I am wealthy, um, I'm rich and money comes to me easily. If you're saying that during the day, your, your conscious mind will be like, 
No, you're not. <laughs> Quit <laughs> you're lying. Like, yeah, you're lying. <laughs> and then all of a sudden you look at your bank account and then you're, da- you're doubting yourself. And, and But when you're going to bed, it's kind of like a self-hypnosis. You're more drowsy, right? So your mind is more receptive to things. So when you're just saying wealth and success, there's no conflict I yeah, because you're not saying I am. Joseph Murphy says that wealth and success are real powers that are within you. And so the more that you say those two words, wealth, success, as you're going to sleep, eventually your subconscious is going to pick it up. And what happens is that when anything gets impressed upon the subconscious mind, it becomes a reality. Oh, that's so I could talk to you for like eight hours. So, <laughs> so, so, so let's talk about the subconscious mind. So do you have any a technique where listeners can begin to reprogram that subconscious mind? And why is that important? The thing is, our, our subconscious mind is very powerful. That's the thing. Your conscious mind says one thing, like I want to make more money or I want to um, be healthy. But then subconsciously, you have a lot of your limiting beliefs there because unfortunately it could have started from our childhood whether we got it from you know the people that we grew up around with if it's our parents our community whatever and the thing is is that during that period up until like the age of six or seven whatever we inherited it basically was absorbed within our subconscious mind that's why you'll see a lot of people struggle throughout the years you know trying to have certain desires meant like whether it's more money but the thing is they grew up in a household where they have picked up a lot of bad beliefs about money, like money's bad or all rich people are corrupt. And so even as they got older, they want to make more money, but in their subconscious, they have all those beliefs that were kind of ingrained into them, unfortunately. So the question is, is there still hope? And the answer is yes. <laughs> so it can take some time for some people. And to be honest, out of all the techniques that I've that I've learned, Constance, that's been the most effective for me has been the one that I just mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. which is when you want to do it as you're going to sleep. I mean, I've done a lot of different techniques. I've shared a lot of different techniques, but honestly, that's a technique that I still do every day. Like I said, the reason why you want to choose that particular time because your your mind is more receptive. So it's either when you're going to sleep, you could do your affirmations, you could do your imaginings, as Neville Goddard likes to talk about a lot. You're using your imagination to eventually reach that feeling, reach that state, or you can do it like right when you're barely waking up in the morning because you and I know that when you first wake up in the morning, you're still a little bit drowsy. Yeah. So those are the two best times to do it. Like I said earlier, you can do your techniques during the day. But like I said, there could be some struggle there. There could be a conflict because you're fully awake <laughs> and you still have your doubts. But if you were to do it during the day, I would encourage you is that you want to find a time when you could really quiet your mind. So if you're like at work and you have a break, Just find a moment when you could find a seat. Just sit down, quiet your mind, be still, and then quietly affirm whatever it is that you want, whether it's your health or money. Just just say it. You just speak it. You don't have to force it. You just relax. You be in a relaxed state of receiving, right? Because your your mind's just going to start to receive those impressions. You don't want to force those things. And I think that's where people struggle. The more you try too hard, the more resistance there's going to be. And it's going to backfire on you. Right? You want to just ease into it. Just play cool. Just relax. Just repeat things. You don't have to try. It's kind of like a self-hypnosis going on. 
So good. So, you know, you mentioned Neville, and I love him. I have all of his books. Neville was a man ahead of his time. Definitely. And uh, you talk about he how he shares about God is imagination. So talk to us about uh, imagination. What would that look like? How would that work for listeners? Neville, man, he's so precious. Like, he's really... Mm-hmm. A gem, you know, for for us people who are teaching these things. And Neville was big on using the imagination to manifest your desire. And to Neville, he would say that your imagination is God. (laughs) You know, so imagine if he was ahead of his time speaking to religious communities, saying something like that, it would really raise a lot of red flags. But he had a lot of interesting experiences that would really demonstrate that what he's teaching has some power to that there's some validity to it and basically what neville would say is that everything is consciousness everything is pretty much within your imagination all of our experiences that we go through the ups and the downs it's all god so if you want to change your reality you got to change your consciousness you got to change the way you're using your imagination because we can use our imagination for good but we could also use it for not so good things neville's techniques was always about imagining something so if you have a desire let's just say you want to have more money he would just say imagine imagine what would it be like if you had such and such what would it be like if you had that money what would you do what would you say how would you act but then he wouldn't just stop there he would say within your imagination is that you eventually want to have the feeling you want to reach that state where you feel that feeling you know what which is why his most famous book is the feeling is the secret that's pretty much the key to it all. It's the feeling. Because when you think about it, Constance, imagine if somebody says, all right, I'm wealthy. And I'm like, all right, you you really believe that? And they're like, yeah. I'm like, all right, let's go treat ourselves to a nice dinner tonight. And they're like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and, uh all of a sudden, they feel a little <laughs> hesitant. So they could say one thing, right? They could say they, they imagine something. But if their feeling is not there, they're, they're not vibrating at that frequency. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're in the still the poverty or the lack mindset. That's the thing with prayer, as I forgot to mention earlier, is that real prayer is just your desire that what you want to do is that reach that state of consciousness. So if you're praying to God for more money, but your consciousness, you're in a state of lack, well, then you're not going to get more money and wealth just because you're begging God for more money and more wealth. You get that which you're conscious of being. Mm. That's what happens. If you're conscious of health, whether or not you say an affirmation or not, it doesn't matter. That's when your body will start to reflect a person who has perfect health. But if you're feeling sick and you're constantly like, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed. And you don't feel it. In fact, you feel the opposite. So you, you're, you're feeling like you're lying to yourself. Believe it or not, it actually might make things worse. That's why it's key to make sure you aim for that particular feeling. And so the imagination is a powerful tool because a lot of people say, Josh, how do I get that feeling though? I say, you just got to practice it. You got to imagine it, right? So there are certain things that you can imagine that you could all of a sudden, you could feel it, (laughs) you know, like what would it feel like if you got a promotion? So one of the cool examples that Neville would give as a technique is a a congratulatory technique, which is like, imagine if you wanted to have a promotion, All right, so don't just imagine yourself getting the promotion and your boss telling the promotion. Neville would say, imagine what would, like the aftermath. What would happen after you got the promotion, which would imply that you actually got a promotion. The example he gave would be, imagine that you go and someone, your colleague, your coworker comes up to you and says, hey, congratulations. And then in your imagination, 
you literally feel your your coworker's hand gripping your your hand as well, and you literally feel the solidity of it, right? So when you when you shake hands in your imagination, it's so real that you feel it. <laughs> you actually feel the sensation. Neville says that's the state. Those are spiritual sensations that you want to aim for. It's like if you want to attract, like a tennis ball. You know, Neville would say, "What would it feel like to hold a tennis ball?" So if you were to close your eyes and then you imagine holding a tennis ball in your hand, what does it feel like? You you could just imagine it. All of a sudden, it feels fuzzy, and you say, "Okay, if mm-hmm. you could you could actually sense the sensation." Okay, now all of a sudden, I want you to think of or imagine a golf ball. What would that feel like? And then you feel something a little bit different, and then you imagine a piece of silk. Okay, it feels very smooth. You could literally feel it. He says those are spiritual sensations, and whether people realize it or not, all those things exist now, or else you wouldn't be able to distinguish and dis- and discriminate between the different types of things that you're holding, You know, whether it's a piece of silk. And so all you're doing is that you're feeling those sensations because you're trying to reach a particular state. And believe it or not, you might end up manifesting a tennis ball or something because he even gives examples of uh, like one time he was just imagining like a rose, you know, just the smell of a rose. What would the petal feel like, you know, and it would have mm. this like smooth feeling and he would even smell the scent of a rose. And not too long after that, he gets up on stage. He was speaking somewhere and someone literally comes up to him and gives him a rose to wear on his suit, <laughs> you know, and, and there are stories like that of a lot of people doing that where it, when you want to attract something, you want to be feeling the reality of it right now, not something that's in the future, not something that's even tomorrow, but something that's in the current moment, because it's always about entering a particular state. And when you're in that state, that's your reality. It's eventually going to unfold. That is so good. You know, I'm going to be as soon as uh, we can fly again. I'm going to the Maldives. I think I'm pronouncing oh, okay. it correctly. But see, uh-huh. in my mind, hey, and I told my listeners, and I ain't going by myself, y'all. In my mind, uh-huh. I've already seen me living in the bungalow uh, on the go. bicycle riding. I see what outfit I have on. I can hear the water splashing up against the. I see huh. me sliding down. So I'm really living from the end exactly. in my mind exactly. and in my feeling. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. So that that's the beauty of it. I like how you said that the living in the end. And that's where Neville makes that distinction between thinking of your desire and thinking from your desire. That's a huge difference, right? If you're thinking of your desire, it's just a thought. You're not mm. there. When you're thinking from it, you're there. <laughs> One of the my favorite stories, which could, is very similar to what you're just mentioning right now, is that there was a time when there was like this depression that was going on when Neville was living in New York City and he didn't have any money to go to Barbados, which is where he's originally from, and he missed his family. He was struggling. He literally had nothing right? He was broke. And his teacher, his mentor, his name was Abdullah. Neville opened up to him saying he wants to go back to Barbados and be with his family again. And then um, Abdullah said, you are in Barbados. And Neville's Mm. like, what? He's like, you are in Barbados. And Neville thought it was like a stupid thing to say. He had no clue what he was talking about. The point of what Abdullah was saying is that in order to get there, you have to feel it here. Right, you bring whatever is there to the present moment, and so what Neville started to do is that as he would go to bed, he would literally imagine that he's sleeping in his home in Barbados. So even imagined it like directionally, 
right? So like if you were if he's sleeping in New York City, he'd be sleeping in a particular area in the United States. But he literally felt like he was sleeping in his bed at home in Barbados. So it's like America was in a particular direction to him. When you're able to be in that state of mind, that state of being, that's consciousness. He's entering that state. Even as he would do that, he would walk around the streets of New York City. And in his mind's eye, when this is take some practice, mm-hmm. in his mind's eye, he would literally see the trees and the homes of Barbados in his mind's eye while he's walking around New York City. <laughs> mm. You know, so that takes that takes some skill, but you can do it. That's what's so powerful about your imagination is that Neville says you want what you want to do is that you want to deny the senses. Even if reason tells you otherwise, right? Reason will say you can't do this, you can't do that. He'll say, deny the senses, ignore the facts. And that sounds very crazy to some people. Like, what do you mean ignore the facts? The facts are the facts. Is no, when you ignore the facts and you focus on your desire, when you assume the feeling of the wish fulfilled and you continue to persist in your awareness of that particular thing, the facts will dissolve and your and your desire will harden into fact. And what happened is that with that story is that eventually he was able to book a ticket to Barbados and he was very happy saying, hey, Abdullah, you know, I'm actually going to Barbados, but I'm not going first class though, but I'm still able to go because the money just came all of a sudden from his brother. So that was already a quote unquote miracle. And then when he told Abdullah, Abdullah still didn't look happy. Oh, who said you're going to Barbados? You went to Barbados and you're going first class. Long story short, he goes to the the boat where you know the boat that was going to Barbados, and all of a sudden somebody there was a, there was an available first class seat for him, and he ended up going to Barbados first class. Long story short, the the message of that is basically that you want to be in a particular state now. You don't wait for the feeling. It's the feeling that creates and manifests the things that you want. Oh my God, profound. So so yeah. give, give listeners an example in your own life, Joshua, of how, of how you lived in a state and then you manifested what you desired. Yeah, this is one of the things that I'm I'm very you know, grateful for these experiences that these are not just theories to me, uh-huh. right? This is something that I've been able to apply it into my own life even before I heard of Neville Goddard and Joseph Murphy. But I learned a lot of these techniques back in the day. And But one of the things that I was struggling with before was my health. And what happened was that back in the early 2000s, I actually was suffering from two things. And I was suffering from something called GERD, which is gastroesophageal reflux disease. So it was a problem with my throat, right, where I couldn't eat a bunch of certain things. And I would always taste vomit and I would have chest pain and Mm. just a bunch of things. I pretty much felt like I had a heart attack. That's where it first started. And then from that day forward... I had all those bad symptoms literally every day, chest pain, severe heartburn, vomit, taste in my mouth, and that just wasn't going away. And on top of that, I all of a sudden had a back injury, and I'm a breakdancer. And so it happened when I was breakdancing. I, I didn't know and, that. I knew yeah, yeah. I, I knew you were cool, but oh my God, it comes out now. <laughs> yeah, so thank you. Yeah, so I've been breakdancing since I was uh, 12, like since elementary school, believe it or not. I was at a party. And I guess I just didn't stretch and I really screwed up my back at that time. And unfortunately, it was so bad, I couldn't really, I could hardly walk constant. And a lot of people were witnesses to that, you know, who know my story. And I was in college at that time. So all the time I would get prayers from people from church, from the school, because I went to a private school. They would pray for me all the time, you know, in the beginning of class, because they would see me struggling. Some of them would see me crying on the floor because I can't move. I can't get up because I had something called a herniated disc. Mm. And what 
happened is that it's a nerve problem is that the pain in my back, my spine, it was crushing the disc and it was pinching a nerve and it was shooting down like all the way down from my back to my butt, all the way down to my feet. So when I would wake up in the morning, I would literally feel like a bunch of needles in my feet every day. And I would walk around. Imagine a guy in his mid twenties walking around, holding onto rails just to get around, yeah. you know, every like Josh just get a wheelchair get a wheelchair I'm like no <laughs> and I was like stop. I was like no and people were there at contents where I would literally walk around every day crying just walking to my dorm because it was so hard for me to carry my backpack with my laptop uh. it was that bad and every night I would go to sleep almost every night pretty much where I would just fall asleep asking God why honestly I was like why is this happening to me I don't think I'm a bad guy I have mm-hmm. these back problems health problems. I can't even eat whatever I want. What's going on? And then I started using these laws, understanding these laws, right? The power of our minds, the power of belief, the power of faith. And that's what I started to do. Just to cut the story short, I just started to imagine myself every day doing the things that I'm quote unquote not supposed to be doing. So because of my GERDs, I'm not supposed to be eating certain types of foods. So what would I do in my imagination? I would imagine myself enjoying all the foods that I love. No problem. And at the same time, I would also imagine myself, no back problem, that I would see myself not just walking, but I would see myself running. I would see myself carrying things, lifting weights with no problem whatsoever. And I would do that so many times, just over and over and over, just believing. And thankfully, and I'm perfectly normal. <laughs> wow. You know, and so, yeah, and that's, that's a testimony. Amazing. That was shared it at my and a lot of people who knew me, they were surprised at it too because I didn't believe in a lot of this healing stuff back then. So they were surprised of how I ended up becoming. But I know that was a part of my story. That was a part of my journey just to be able to um, you know, have those types of experiences to, to make me become the person that I am today and understand these things. And very grateful for where I'm at now. And, you know, the interesting thing, Joshua, with everything that's happening, whether you you black, white, male, female, rich, poor, these are all universal laws. Like your mantra is the universe plays no favorites, even during pandemic times that people can use. Right. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So that's the thing. The only limits are between our ears. So if we have a paradigm mindset, well, it's lockdown. So I'm screwed. It's quarantine, so I'm screwed. I'm not going to be able to make any money. The more you keep saying that, your subconscious is going to be like, okay, (laughs) right? You get what you believe. And so eventually your reality will start to reflect that. That's why we have to to be very careful with what we say and what we think because there, there are no limitations to this. Thankfully, I'm very grateful that the lockdown, and we've been locked down here for several months, it didn't affect us financially. In fact, we actually even did better. I, I trained my mind to think that way. When I first started having a lockdown here in the Philippines, I told my wife, oh, we'll be just fine. Everything will be okay. And thankfully, it's, we're good, <laughs> you know, health-wise, financially, and we're still helping people. We didn't want to fall into these belief systems where it leads people to fear because fear is not good. <laughs> fear, yeah. fear is just... Something that, you know, if people are afraid of getting the the coronavirus, fear shuts down the immune system. You know, so the more fear you throw out there into the media and you feed your mind and you're so afraid to get out of your house, don't be surprised if things aren't going to be looking well for you. Because like I said, if, if you're in a state of being of positivity and high vibration, you will end up on a lifeline where there's always going to be positive things. So this lockdown 
a lot of people who know me, you know, they eventually saw me here in the Philippines. They knew that nothing really changed for us, except, yeah, we were in the house a little bit more because we're not allowed to go out Mm -hmm. as much. But nothing really changed for us. You know, we were still in high spirits. My wife and I were able to have many good walks at the park when we were able to go out and just enjoy you know, even though we were limited to go out to further places. So it's like we didn't let the situation bring us down. It's your choice to decide of how you're going to respond to things because that's the thing. When people are constantly having negative things happen in their lives where there's like this ripple effect, you know, it's kind of like when someone stubs their toe. They're like, crap. All of a sudden, right after that, they get a bill and then expect the bill like, oh, what the heck? And right mm-hmm. after that, they get in a fight with their spouse. Like, what's going on? You know, that, that whole <laughs> rule of three that things happen in threes you know it's like that's not true because all these bad things are happening it's not because of that first thing that you you know that quote-unquote bad thing that happened to you those things had a ripple effect because of your response to that first thing not because of the first thing it's how you responded to it. it's your relationship to it so if you look look at anything that that's quote-unquote bad if you're able to have a particular positive relationship to a, to a quote-unquote bad experience then there's going to be more positive experiences that are going to come. So things are, are really dependent on your relationship to your events. Let's just say you get fired from your job. You're like, well, Josh, what positive thing can come out of that? Well, the way this works is that you want to take joy in the fact that you got fired and be like, what the heck are you talking about? Because this is how reality works. If you're able to have a positive relationship to that supposedly negative experience, all of a sudden it was kind of good that you got fired because you all of a sudden got a better job. Or you started your own business that you've been wanting to do for the longest time. So it's always about your relationship to a particular thing. How do you respond to it? And I like what Vadim Zeeland talks about, which is his book that I did a series on called Reality Transurfing, where he says that every event has two branches, right? Either there's a positive branch and there's a negative branch. If you have an event, you decide how you're going to interpret it. If you interpret it in a positive way, you're going to go on the positive branch. If you go on the, if you interpret it in a negative way, you're going to go on the negative branch. So whatever branch you're going to be on, that's going to be the lifeline where you're going to have a lot of circumstances that are going to be matching that particular thought, you know, that those thoughts that you're radiating. Is this making sense? Profound. I'm just mesmerized. I better come back to the interview. Wow, this is this is, so. So you know, I, I'm gonna have I'm gonna have you back for part two in a couple of weeks. But I understand you have a special just for my listeners, and I want to say even before you tell listeners what it is. I have been listening to this man nonstop. And y'all know I don't listen to everybody when I'm walking, when I'm meditating, you know, just over. And it has really shifted and changed me, Josh. It has sharpened some things that I knew and it it has given me more enlightenment. So share with our listeners what your your gift is. uh, What would that look like? How can they purchase it, et cetera? Sure. First of all, I just want to say thank you for you, Constance. I appreciate our relationship that we have. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> your, you know, even listening to our first interview together and your spirit. You're such a big encouragement to so many people more than you know. Just want to let you know. Well, that. you know, and like I told you off, off recording, I told you that there are people here that heard of your show because they would approach me while I, while I was at the mall and like, I heard you on Constance's show, you know, so you're reaching more people more than you realize. Oh boy. Right? I'm famous so, in the Philippines. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. 
Yeah, so I appreciate this opportunity. So for those people who enjoy courses, I created a course called Law of Attraction Mastery. And it's basically teaching you some of these things that I'm sharing here. And, you know, where we talk about the laws of the universe, I, I have uh, modules on health, how to heal your body, I have modules on making more money, etc. And so what I'm giving your listeners is that there's a discount code that I'm going to be giving you guys. The website is joshuatongo.com slash course. And then when you get there, what you're going to do is that I'm going to give you guys a code to take off $200 and the code is SAVE200. And so that's just my thank you to a lot of you guys. And um, yeah, hoping that this course would be able to shift and encourage you guys along your journey. Yeah, and I'm going to strongly uh, really encourage all of you to invest in yourself, you know, yeah. to learn and to tap into the laws. And Josh, he's just not teaching from theory. He's living this out. I call him a little gangster on YouTube. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, he is. He got, he got it going on YouTube. And um, he has so many listeners and his videos are just awesome. But you are worth the investment. What would it be like if you made this investment? Because I'm going to purchase it myself. Uh, what would it be like if you made this investment and you just began to really study and, you know, really begin to practice and, and live in these universal laws. I mean, by the end of 2020, you could have created an extraordinary, wonderful, uh, abundant, purposeful life. So uh, I'm going to have this um, on my website for you to really check it out. And and in the details of the show, I will have the information. So go to his website. Give it to us one more time, Josh. Yeah, it's just joshuatongo.com. It's just my name slash course. And then it'll lead you to another website, which is Thinkific. Thinkific is just a platform that holds the course. So, yeah. Ah, oh, I'm going to have you back in a couple of weeks. Uh, just love <laughs> your work. Thank you so much Appreciate all the way that. from the Philippines. Everybody yeah. uh, uh, visit <laughs> me at fulfillingyourpurpose.com. And this week I want you to think, feel, and know that something good is happening to me and through me for others this week. So have a great week. Thank you for listening to Think, Believe, and Manifest. Constance Arnold will be back next week with another great show just for you. For more information, please visit fulfillingyourpurpose.com.